talking about pete davidson masturbating <laughs> all right everybody this is episode 60 of the handsome hockey podcast uh my name is jake and i am here with evan we're not even going to talk about the way well maybe okay yeah i need to do a, a, a more somber intro yeah start again. uh hi i'm evan i was trying to do a, like a terry gross uh, uh, npr okay we're geriatric now only a couple more years before our podcast can uh, start collecting on that sweet, sweet, sweet social security. Anyways, I'm totally lost, but I'm going to get back on track here by switching gears to the big news in women's hockey. The PWHPA, according to sources, as reported by Haley Salvian in The Athletic, is going to move forward without the PHF in creating their vision of a sustainable women's hockey league womp womp in your high school health class the technique this would have been referred to in avoiding drugs is called the cold shoulder it sucks that pwhpas said no we're not we're not going to do this but we weren't super optimistic a whole lot was going to come from this so i'm bummed but my feelings aren't you know super hurt or anything upset but not irate (laughs) you could say that i don't think anybody saw that meeting with Gary Bettman and the PWHPA and the PHF and was like, this is going to come of something because, I mean, Gary Bettman sucks. Right. Insert Gary Bettman and his dad jeans into any situation. And uh, I'm not sure that improves anything. He walked in with like his thumbs in the belt loops and was like, (laughs) bang, bang, ladies, what's up? I'm Gary Bettman. I'm a real cowboy. Gary, you we went to Tahoe once. We get it. <laughs> bang, bang. Can we talk about hockey? What's that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what this business does? <laughs> Who gives me all this money? I thought I robbed a train. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the 40th inception of us creating a fictional character for gary bettman and i i'm on board (laughs) yeah it's the multiverse of gary bettman's like he's like spider-man's there's just a million different versions of him (laughs) so the pwhpa has been very silent everybody's been silent on that meeting with the phf and the nhl the pwhpa said that they wouldn't attend unless It was like strictly everything that was talked about was kept confidential. Mm. And so far, for the most part, it has. There are, as reported again by Haley Salvian, a multitude of reasons why the PWHPA has gone, has decided to, you know, Mm -hmm. hoe its own road, so to speak. And I think the... The biggest of which is in talks with the PHF, they don't feel like the PHF gave them a solid plan as to how they will create a sustainable league Mm -hmm. that pays players a living wage that allows them to just be hockey players and not have to have like fend for money in the off season and whatnot. I mean, to be fair, the PHF uh, has had its own difficulty trying to do that. Like absolutely. And, or just really seem like a well-run league. So, 
you know, I kind of understand some of the cynicism on the part of the PWHPA, it seems. It seems like for every good thing that the PHF does, they are the Paula Abdul one step forward, two steps back, or is it two steps forward, one step back? Yeah, they, I mean, they're a small league and they're trying to kind of continuously rebuild themselves and, and rebrand themselves and like, you know, it, but at the same time, like you also have to get out of your way, your own way. Oh, exactly. And, and that's what the PHF struggles with. Uh, they had the digit Murphy thing. Nobody said anything until mm-hmm. a friend of the podcast, DF Pendries finally like got an interview with folks and sat them down. And even then their answers were like, Oh, we are just kind of barely going to talk about it. And um, mm-hmm. no, uh, it, it, so that never really got resolved. Uh, Digit Murphy is now apparently going to be the president of the Rivs. Uh, and Anya Packer is on her way out as the GM. She packs it in uh, or packs it out. Like if, or she, was, was sent if she was hiking, you know? Yeah. Um, or was she sent packing? You know, it, one of those like kind of, well, did was were you exiting on your own accord or not? There's very or kind of cagey you? language that everyone is writing. Uh, even declines I, to renew contracts. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, Anya said. Was I've declined to renew my contract as GM of the Riv? Like, okay, your wife plays for them. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll touch on that a little bit more. But there's the theme. There is that there's just been so much chaos with mm-hmm. the PHF. There was the you know the Wubble, which the PHF labeled as a success, but like two thirds of your players got COVID. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, kind of meanwhile, uh, the NHL, and I know they're on very different leagues, sure. but like the NHL had nobody get COVID. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's, it, it also sort of feels like, like the PWHPA is the wealthier kid in the room. They've got that Olympic program funding from their respective nations. And the PHF is like, the blue collar kid trying to work a factory job and, and, you know, feed three kids. Like it's hard to fault the PHF for some of the missteps and mistakes and, yeah, and stuff they've made because they're, well, they're figuring it out on the fly. Whereas the PWHPA, it seems like has a little bit more privilege and like funding and, uh, training and, you know, well, they just have the bigger names too. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, these are things that, that, that they have to, cross if it's ever going to be one league and nobody ever thought this was going to be an easy lift for anybody but yeah the the pwhpa's concerns are legitimate i mean their players enjoy a a a standard of living that as professional athletes that that the phf players don't relate so yeah to rectify these two leagues was always going to be a a, a difficult thing to do so there there were other concerns as well um one of the biggest ones being and we didn't touch on this mm-hmm. i read all the articles about it like three weeks ago but then never remembered to bring it up <laughs> uh so john boynton who is part of the ownership group that owns the riv and the pride and you know recently sold the toronto six and is also the chairman of the board which i believe is a uh carrot top movie <laughs> but he's also the chairman of the phf board 
is also one of the co-founders and a, a chairman of Yandex, which is like this Russian, mm-hmm. like ultra massive conglomerate of uh, digital media. Yeah, I, I heard of them and I was like, oh yeah, I've heard that name before. Did not know it was Russian. The NHL recently cut ties with them. They had just signed a contract to extend their cooperation or whatever, their partnership. And when the Ukraine was invaded by Russia and everybody started saying, fuck you, Russian businesses, we're going to not do this. Even the NHL, which is like, give me money, was like, yeah, this is probably a bad deal. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I mean, if the NHL had a single Russian owner, they'd probably do uh, something uh, very different. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, that person would like whisper in Gary's ear, you'll not do this. <laughs> um, and then we have picture of you without the gene. <laughs> but the PHF can't cut ties with this because the dude has got his fingers in everything in the league right and to cut ties at that level with anybody would be catastrophic absolutely so outside of that you know the the pwhpa players have concerns about how the 25 million dollars is going to be invested over the next couple of years um for those who don't remember or don't know the board of the phf said that they were going to invest 25 million over the next three years this has included a 150% salary cap jump for next season to upgrade. Seven, yeah, uh, to 750k, I believe is the the new uh, standard, which is kind of on par with the NWSL, which has been it's close. around for much longer. Yeah. yeah, but it's also there's talk about you know like will teams there's no cap floor in mm-hmm. that, and so teams don't have to spend that they just can spend that so sorry like, coyotes yeah so like boston probably will but are the rip like that and that's just mm-hmm. me picking teams but you know there's that that concern amongst the PA, pwhpa players that that lack of cap floor is going to be really detrimental so you know all in all i completely understand why the pwhpa has decided to like Mm -hmm. chart their own path it looks like at some point we're going to have two north american professional women's hockey leagues um and that's cool uh if you look at the history of sports leagues the competing leagues often lead to quicker development and Mm -hmm. uh competition which can be good for us as consumers and as fans Mm -hmm. um but and it it can also be good for players as leagues compete for those top-notch you know olympian players yeah look what uh look what east coast west coast rap did when they were feuding for rap like you know it was blew up yeah almost sometimes literally (laughs) part of me is sad because like i wanted all of a sudden there to be like 15 teams and mm-hmm. like absolutely just awesome see league just see like a massive like redraft and and you know yeah let's all become one happy league yeah. family and, and like well, the salary no. caps like three million or something yeah. and we're less like Shit! yeah and there's you know sponsorships by every major uh 
hockey manufacturer and uh, games on NBC and like, yeah, it, I won't lie. There was part of my psyche that was like, Hey, maybe, maybe it's possible, yeah. you know? And so, and then the cynical side was like, no, bad. I stab you. I mean, we'll see how fast the PWHPA can do this. I mean, they are the league with the vast majority of the Olympians from the last mm-hmm. two years or from the last cycle. So if they truly want to capitalize on a highly successful women's hockey tournament at the Olympics, they kind of need to move fast. Yeah. And they don't have, you know, what the PHF has, which is a followable league and kind of, uh, actual infrastructure yeah and and defined teams you know they kind of morph around and play essentially exhibition tournaments yeah and the dream tour was cool it was great Mm -hmm. hockey but it was like how do i pick somebody to root for right you knew the star names that you already sort of followed and and but they're like playing for adidas and some Mm -hmm. bankers and it's like what like you're at that point you're forced to watch for the spectacle as opposed to like sitting down and forging an alliance. Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't, at least for somebody like me, I can't speak for everyone, but for somebody like me, that doesn't breed allegiance like the whale does, you know, like Mm -hmm. I actually am wearing my whale shirt today. (laughs) Um, or fish pads. Yeah. And and loon pads. Exactly. Like, you know, you don't get these multi-year, storylines because well i don't know uh i don't even know who was playing on this team last time like it it, it's a weird setup and i think it's a letdown for people that were like oh okay where can i watch these olympic hockey stars play and you kind of have to make this awkward explanation (laughs) well there's this group that plays exhibition games and so you can catch them on this channel in six weeks, but oh, surprise, they just scheduled a scrimmage for this day and that's going to be on this thing and uh, Telemundo or something. I don't know. They need to act relatively quickly, although I don't think they probably don't feel the pressure that we think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there has to be some movement if what they're really looking for is the financial backing and the uh the following that the phf has built Mm -hmm. and so i I look forward to it i'm excited for that uh that that to come about but you know we'll we'll see like hockey seasons usually start in like october so the clock is kind of ticking We'll see how how it unfolds in the meantime we have the phf Uh, we spoke earlier about how Digit Murphy is set to be the president of the Rivs. Um, why people keep her in the game, I don't know. Um, I mean, I just love having transphobic people around. Like that's generally what I what I strive for. It's like, hey, how do you feel about trans people? Well, I don't know. Okay, you're in. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> that's no, I. Uh, however, there is some positive news on the PHF front. Uh, Nicole Corriero has been named the head or the executive president of the Players Association of the PHF. 
Nicole, let's just say, has some hockey chops. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I'm guessing any of our listeners who are well-versed in women's hockey know all about Nicole. For those of you who don't, uh, she good. <laughs> yeah, suffice to say. Uh, she's only a few years removed, I think, from being a three-time All-American at Harvard, where she scored 59 goals in 36 games played. That's, again... That's a couple. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. that's a couple. She was nominated for an SB. Yeah, for being awesome. <laughs> Pretty sweet deal. You and know who hasn't been nominated for an SB? Us. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that got dark. She's a, <laughs> she's a lawyer, and specifically in the fields of injuries and sports and negligence, probably comes in handy in hockey. And will also come in handy when advocating for the players of the PHF. Mm -hmm. So this on the surface seems like an absolute massive victory mm -hmm. for the PHF, whether this is a full-time gig or whether this is a part-time gig and Corriero is going to continue practicing law that hasn't really seemed to come out yet, but this is an absolute home run. I think mm -hmm. obviously yeah. it could obviously she could be terrible. Who knows? Like we don't know anything, but, but she seems very highly qualified on paper. This is a massive hire and a big victory for the, the women of the PHF. So hopefully that leadership assuages some of the fears that the PWHPA had that this $25 million investment is not going to be spent towards infrastructure and paying players, but more elsewhere. So hopefully the people that were doing any negligence were like, Oh shit, she's an anti-negligence lawyer. I better stop doing the negligence. And the injuring. <laughs> and all that injuring. Evgeny Malkin. Oh wait, we'll get to that later. Speaking of getting to men's hockey. Things are falling apart. Yeah, that's the theme. So Keith Yandel is no more. He has faded away. He was is healthy he scratched to end his league-leaning Ironman streak. So his streak ends at 989 games which I think isn't 989 a video game studio? Like 989. Uh, yeah, I think they did like siphon filter back yeah, in the... Yeah, so 989 yeah. games. So like maybe it's all just deep marketing for that company. Seems Some like say that he was scratched for being sick. Others would say he was simply scratched for being not good. And, uh, you know, in something like 20 so games... Phil Kessel will be your current Iron Man streak holder, and uh, all will return to being right with the world. Long live Phil Kessel. You know, some even take issue with the fact that he like only played half a shift the other night to go witness the birth of his first child. And like, no, that's just one of the things that makes these streaks super interesting. Like Keith Yandel could have been scratched for just being bad at any given time. And like, at one point, his teammates roused to his defense because Joel Quinville might have had the gall to scratch a otherwise pretty ineffective player. Like yeah. I'm just gonna say Siphon Filter was a really good pull on my part. <laughs> I was a PS1 game. Uh yeah. So nine eight nine ceased operations in two thousand five. So um. if they're advertising this is real subversive. <laughs> like go okay. buy go buy NFL Extreme 2. <laughs> Yeah, in like Twisted the, Metal Four, the like back storage closet of a GameStop. <laughs> They're like, somebody wants this shit. What should I charge them? Oh, dude, that's vintage now. Charge them like fifty bucks. And we're like, yeah, I'll buy it. 
Twisted Metal 4. Like, you know you can't play this on anything, right? Don't care. So, Ryan Getzlaff will tell his last joke and get his last laugh at the end of this season. He's deciding to retire, and he'll retire as one of 13 players in NHL history to win both a Stanley Cup and two Olympic gold medals. Um, He's still got some tread left in his tires. He's been injury hampered the last couple of seasons, but he's fairly effective. For his age, yeah, absolutely. He's going to be all-time, one of the great all-time bald heads in the league. When I think of bald heads, you think of his big old dome. Back when you could respectively like tear your helmet off, like his was always seemed to be off. And it was actually, he was still wearing the helmet, but like he just <laughs> thought it was his head. Yeah. Uh, he actually has his head, bald head, like decaled over the top of a helmet. Smart. Hall yeah, classic. Is yeah. he or isn't he? I think he is. I think I he's think, in. He's got I a think cup. So too. He's got gold medals. And I think crucially, he only played for one team. Yeah. Like full like company man romanticism. And what do we love? What well, old in, Ameri- white- in America's uh, old white men with allegiance to a company. Yeah, we need to stop that. I think Getzloff's pretty safely in the Hall of Fame. He might not be first ballot. Yeah, he might sit a year or two. But I think he's he'll definitely absolutely make it in. I mean, he was on Team Canada approximately 87 times. To me, all-time great meme is just the his scowling face, and it's Ryan tells joke, Ryan gets laugh. <laughs> and I'd say hats off to you, Ryan, but it's sunny out, so don't take your hat off. Because I mean, it's sunny, but also hailing. Yeah. So definitely don't take good your old, hat off. Good old April weather in Portland. Yeah. Uh, we got three inches of snow on Monday, and it was gone by five in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of gone... Uh, Marion Hosa, Arizona Coyotes legend, Marion Hosa. He, uh, they have paid him a lot of money. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marion Hosa has officially, like, actually, like, for realsies retired. This time, not because of a flesh eating virus. This time, because he's he, no longer getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's already been hired to do work by another NHL team. Right. <laughs> Like, he's a consultant for the GM job in Chicago. Yeah, if you get a job in a front office, you should have, like, your player contract canceled or something. He's not going to get paid all his monies anymore, which... Well, his contract was over, but he did he did conveniently wait until he was done getting paid a million dollars a year to do nothing for a really convenient $5.5 million cap hit that made him valuable to the struggling coyotes trying to get to the cap floor. Yeah, what this really says is they're going to have to work to get to the cap floor next I year. I know, I know. And I mean... And them in Ottawa, just ugh, every year. So cool, I guess. Yeah, sayonara uh, to Marion Hossa. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was already retired, so there's not so much of a story there, but uh, he looks like he's going to get his name in the rafters in Chicago. Uh, he was one of the quintessential two-way forwards of the... 2000s and 2010s was one of the classic guys looking for a cup and uh found one well narrowly missed twice first yeah yeah on the losing side twice and then found one with the blackhawks in what 2010 Mm -hmm. oh 
2010, that's right. That was, mm-hmm. Something else happened. Yeah, that, that year that they're just that, trying to forget. Yeah, well, they have they got me because I totally <laughs> forgot that they like harbored a sexual criminal mm-hmm. on their team. Yeah, and they're totally the trying to... Year and like... Totally trying to move on by like rehiring him and everyone else that was on that team for yeah. various media jobs. We're not talking about 2010. Here's 2020 All-Star, <laughs> Maridosa. <laughs> yeah. 2010 All-Star, Patrick Sharp. Yep. Uh, Here's a picture of them winning the cup on the parade in 2010 (laughs) that we're forgetting about. Also gone, uh, Drew Doughty, sadly, done for the season, was having a great season, uh, relatively resurgent year. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he's missed a ton of games. I think he's missed about half of the season at this point. It's what old defensemen do. They die. Doughty, done for the season, undergoing wrist surgery. It really kind of sucks because the Kings are not guaranteed to be in, but are pretty close to being into the playoffs at this point. Yeah. And it would be kind of a, it'd be a bummer if the Kings fell out of the playoffs for one, because they've had a massively resurgent year. They have young guys that look really promising and fun. And it like, I'd love to see them in the playoffs, but at the same time, it would be kind of a bummer for Drew Doughty to, not be one of the guys that yeah. play so no you guys go go have fun go have fun at your party he'll be on the the claude Giroux, like two wrists and casts playing beer pong level please be yes <laughs> he looks like a beer pong kind of guy he'll probably be playing beer pong at the games yeah uh, up in a box <laughs> that's got to be legal right if it's drew dowdy he's like get the cups play it <laughs> He doesn't even have to say, yeah, he just, he just makes a hand movement. Yeah. What's better than, what's a better video? Drew Doughty playing beer pong at a Kings game up in a suite or Kodak Black definitely not having sex with a woman Being in a suite at a Panthers high school game. level simulated sex with a woman. Yeah. Dance floor simulated sex. I think I'd rather watch Drew Doughty play beer pong. I mean, I'm just glad that the Kodak Black thing happened, but yeah, I also probably would enjoy watching like long form, like yeah. him because the chirps have got to be part of it. Drew Doughty, one of the all time chirp artists of the NHL. I would love to play against Drew Doughty mm-hmm. and just get slaughtered <laughs> and chirped. That'd be great. Also done and gone. Buffalo. Once, so sorry. Once more eliminated along with many other teams at this point, but also eliminated from the playoffs at for an NHL record 11th time in a row. It's setting an NHL record for futility and also maybe uh, exporting Jack Eichel and making Vegas miss the playoffs. <laughs> like they might be taking down two teams this year. What's amazing to me also is that Buffalo sucked shit at the beginning of the year, uh, but they're being eliminated actually kind of, on the late side because they've had a bit of a resurgence in the middle late part of the year. Um, yeah, they, they seem to be playing for each other a lot. I've watched a couple of their games lately. They have, there's a lot of grit to that team. I'm obviously not the most talented team. There are talented players there. Tage Thompson has been outstanding this year. He's been so good. He's, he's Tajay Thompson. (laughs) Like, the Ryan O'Reilly trade doesn't all of a sudden seem super lopsided. Yeah, at least right now. Yeah, we'll. I mean, we'll see if 
Thompson can carry that forward, but he was a very high draft pick, very good prospect, and this year really kind of came into his own. They're closing in on the Red Wings uh, for uh, on playoff spots, and I'm all for them leapfrogging the Red Wings. Uh, you mean draft spot? Yeah, that thing, the the draft, the thing that we get screwed the, the at. The thing every that you you promise yourselves will get you into the playoffs. It's so hard to see you go. Except it's not because we've seen it a lot lately. Yeah, our hearts go out to our Buffalo fan friends. I think they know that their team is at least on the upswing, but they are also eternal optimists. It would be nice to see someone else take over this team besides the Pagoulas, because I don't think they're doing a very good job. But I don't know. There are probably worse owners. The last time Buffalo made the playoffs, Michael Bunting was 74 years old. (laughs) future calder winner michael bunting <laughs> the last time <laughs> the the last time <laughs> that the sabers made the playoffs <laughs> michael bunting was worried about y2k <laughs> man michael bunting being an old ass rookie jokes just They're don't nothing. really get old uh, all right i'll stop also in the nhl we are getting pretty close to the greatest sporting event in all the world the stanley cup playoffs as we get set for the playoffs the east is pretty much figured out mathematically the islanders can still make the playoffs but um no so you're saying there's a chance nope actually i'm saying the exact opposite of that that should be over pretty soon they're like 15 points behind the eighth place team right now Uh, the west on the other hand does have some some folks on the outside looking in with actual aspirations for getting in most notably vegas is one point out of the playoffs right now they've been pretty good as of late they also have started getting guys back uh mark stone and max patch just came off of ir so they have two of their more skilled guys who they pretended has an injury to cover the cap cost mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i think it's nick nicholas Haig. he's about to rule on the war crimes against russia so yeah <laughs> had to he? step away for a while um got recalled <laughs> vegas is charging hard technically vancouver and winnipeg are both still eligible for the playoffs but they kind of like the islanders over on the east it like it's eligible in math only but not in reality math isn't real so obviously we'll have a playoff preview thing coming up when that when that the time comes but for now just enjoy the end of the rest of the regular season i know i've got like seven or eight red wings games left Mm -hmm. and then i have to watch other people's hockey right and her meaningful hockey ew the panthers (laughs) Uh, i mean that's a preview we'll be rooting for florida yeah that's like my my ultimate original six fandom showing through right there. <laughs> oh, these upstart Panthers who have been Ex- a team for 25 years. Expansion teams Ugh. of my childhood. Gross. <laughs> Bring back the impact kitty. Anyways, uh, <laughs> tangentially related to, well, we're going to get this related to the NHL. Ohio state won their first division one NCAA, uh, women's ice hockey championship i know that pains you to say as a proud michigan i blacked out what happened (laughs) um 
Denver, uh, also pains me to say, Denver won the 2022 NCAA Men's Hockey Championship, uh, beating my beloved Wolverines and their seven first-round draft picks <laughs> in the semifinals. And then beating Minnesota State. And yeah. their, their uh, Hobie Baker winning goalie, uh, who didn't win the Goalie of the Year award, but won the Hobie Baker. I uh, We got to talk about this for a second, because it's so funny. Like, I, okay, so... There's the best player in college hockey and then the best goalie in college hockey. Great. Much more defined than what we deal with in the NHL sometimes. And then uh, they gave the best goalie to the best goalie. And then they gave the best player to another goalie. Another goalie. <laughs> Not even the best goalie. Uh, I mean, and he was good. Dryden McKay is excellent. He's uh, one of the best goaltenders in men's college hockey history Mm -hmm. he's got several records uh, including i think like most shutouts in men's college hockey history yeah he's such concentrated hockey history his first name is literally named for ken dryden yes hall of fame goaltender you cannot make this shit up and he will at some point be playing in the nhl i would assume uh the way this is kind of tangentially related to the nhl is a lot of people have been uh, jumping ship and going to the NHL from college hockey. Um, yeah, now that the uh, Frozen Four is over, it's like the beer ran out of the keg party. You know, they're all like filtering out. <laughs> that frat very, is closed yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay in the NCAA Frozen Four. You don't have to go home, but you can go make millions of dollars now. Yeah, right. Uh, from oh yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, from Michigan alone, Owen Power, Maddie Berniers, Thomas Bordalo, Brendan Brisson, and Kent Johnson have all gone pro. More like flowing power. Flowing power surprisingly but not surprisingly luke hughes has decided to is well it's not official yet but luke hughes is supposedly staying in college for another year um and that is with the blessing of the devils i guess denver lost bobby brink their uh their you know premier forward uh he went pro jake sanderson signed with ottawa Matthew Nyes is deciding whether or not to sign with Toronto. And as of right now, it seems like there's a lean towards staying in college. Which Um, is making Toronto fans collectively shit their pants in anger. I mean, like, I'm enjoying it just because I love anything that makes the Toronto hockey fandom go re. So you love, like, breathing yeah i love phil kessel i love hot dogs i love that austin matthews is american (laughs) like yeah (laughs) of course toronto fans freaking out how could he not want to come to toronto and play for the maple leafs um right there that's Mm -hmm. why also he's 19 Mm -hmm. and plays college hockey at the university of minnesota yeah i'm guessing that's a good life also from minnesota ben myers who was like the new most sought after college free agent guy signed Mm -hmm. with the avs the rich get richer there wild fans are salty like carthaginian salty because he was drafted by them no uh they're salty because he's from minnesota he's from like 70 miles away from minneapolis played college hockey at the university of minnesota about four miles away from where the wild play and uh he went to their divisional rivals yeah but also you can like blindfold yourself and throw a softball in any given direction and like hit a ncaa or nhl hockey player in the minnesota 
St. Paul, or Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Like it. Yeah. Or Charlie Conway. Right. It, they, they're just, they're a dime a dozen. There almost. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just kind of fun watching wild fans do their best Toronto fan impersonation mm-hmm. on the internet. How could he do this? <laughs> we were promised you. Uh, we've been watching you so long. But uh, yeah, now he's going to Colorado. Sorry, bud. Um, just like Jack McBain forced himself out of Minnesota because he didn't like the depth chart at, in Minnesota. Um, or maybe the fact that he knew he wasn't going to get paid for four years because the wild have no money. <laughs> Your cap space is dead. And finally, uh, speaking about uh, free agents, uh, you don't hear about transfers all that often in college hockey, uh, but Jesse Comfer, um, who is um, probably the best hockey player in her family, um, <laughs> is transferring to Wisconsin from after four years at Boston University, also winning a, an Olympic silver medal. She's going to transfer to Wisconsin, pl- suit up over there, and kick some butt, probably. Better there than Ohio State. I will concur. We call this segment Quick Hits, and it's very aptly named this week mm-hmm. because, well, Gino Malkin exists. <laughs> and... You know, Pittsburgh fans always love to say, well, Gino gets hit harder than anybody in the NHL. And it's like, because he's a prick. <laughs> and everybody hates him. Even Sidney Crosby's like, yeah, you guys can do this. <laughs> well, Sidney Crosby's a quick hitter this week, too. But we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, it was a kind of a, a little down-home brawl there in Pittsburgh. Sydney, I'll just, this is the only thing I want to say about Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby did the exact same thing that Dylan Larkin did in game one of the season. Dylan Larkin got suspended. Sidney Crosby probably got his balls cupped by George Peros. <laughs> Gino Malkin, on the other hand, uh, there's no way you can't suspend this. Cross-checked uh, Mark Borowicki. If I am mispronouncing Mark Borowicki's name, I... I'm terribly sorry. Please send us a tweet. So Gino Malkin is suspended for four games after cross-checking Mark Borowicki in the face, in the mouth. Yeah, and drawing blood, and it, it was pretty gross. Uh, yeah, like, Mark's a tough fucking dude. Yeah. I, I'm just going to use Mark because I don't know if I'm saying his last <laughs> name right, so I'm going to pretend like I know him like every NFL commentator. Oh, new, hi, Mark. New Ben Roethlisberger for the <laughs> fat past 20 years. We're like, hey, Ben, hey. Because nobody wanted to say Roethlisberger over and over again. <laughs> so Mark, he's a tough dude. You look at him, you're like, that guy fights in the NHL. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a tough customer. And to see him go down, you know Malkin got him good. Like, yeah, I mean, and you, solid just cross check to the mouth, right to the mouth. And you watch it, and you're like, oh, that that hurt. Yeah, that sucks. Did not look like fun times. And most notably, the Penguins have been faltering as of late yeah it comes uh, at a very bad time and so the final you know nine eight games of the season are going to be half without gino malkin uh watch like jeff carter score like seven goals <laughs> the next eight games or something but you know the penguins are in the playoffs so they don't have to worry about that they're mostly worried about seeding at this point but without your 2c and one of your gosh one of the best players in the nhl you're you're kind of up the creek a little bit here so they are used to kind of being without him very true the last couple of years 
But yeah, Evan Rodriguez's power can only last so long. Also, I'm sorry, but this is a little shocking to me that this happened. Not Gino Malkin cross-checking somebody in the face. He's a prick. We <laughs> all know it. No, what is shocking is Chris Kreider scored 50 goals this season. Chris Kreider, one of the original Frozen Four late season ad. Yeah, it, he's had an amazing season. This is the player that he was always sort of supposed to be. And it's taken him a little while to get there, but... I don't know if he was ever... I think people were like, oh, if he could be a 30-goal guy. Yeah. Yeah. 50, go, 50 goals is a lot of goals. It it's, is. It's so many goals that in the 95 years of history of the New York Rangers, only three other dudes have done it. And one of them's Yaramir Yager. So mm. this is shocking. And this isn't us or me, I guess, poo-pooing Chris Kreider at all. He's a great hockey player. Mm-hmm. But... If you told me Chris Kreider was a 50 goal scorer, I would have been right. like, I've been like, well, let's let's hedge our bets a little bit. Yeah, if you if you would say narrowly behind Austin Matthews for the goal lead is going to be Chris Kreider. Like, whoa. It's a it's an incredible season for a very good hockey player and you know, nobody's going to catch Matthews. He's at 58 at this point or, you know, as of me writing last night. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they played today, so he's if they play today, he's at like 63, but he actually scored um, while they weren't playing. However, I think this is actually a bigger accomplishment than Austin Matthews. scoring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because Kreider's, I mean, he's also a defensive guy. He's physical for us. I mean, Austin Matthews also one of the better uh, defensive scorers of the league. But you expect the number one player in the draft playing on a loaded line and Michael Bunting in Toronto <laughs> to put up a bunch of points, right? You expect that of him. Those uh, Michael Bunting jokes just come out of left field. I love it. Uh, most cider for Calder. You ex- but you expect somebody of his pedigree to score 50 goals or like anticipate him to score 50 goals. Maybe expect is a lot. But I mean, he scored, what, 41 in 56 games last year? Like 50 was not going to be out of the realm of possibilities. And he no. might hit 60 this year. And he's an incredible hockey player. One of the best players on the planet might be like number two like the discussion is always who's number two right but like he's probably number two right now and deservedly so him scoring 58 and hitting 60 massive achievement but i don't think that's on the same level as chris Kreider hitting 50 (laughs) like yeah it's just so far out of what is really expected yeah if you told me chris Kreider had 35 goals this year i'd be like oh he had a good year you tell me Chris Kreider is going to have 50 goals. I'm like, come on. Yeah, please, please. Let on. me have some of what you're having. Like you're, you're, I would instantly assume that someone said that is some like psychotic Rangers Homer. Like, yeah. So <laughs> Chris Kreider is going to have 50 goals this year. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Uh, oh, whatever. Chill out, Tony D. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, this is, I, I don't know what else to say about this, but it's really cool. And it, it's awesome to see. I, hope that uh he keeps it up for the rest of the season and they've got playoffs ahead of them so and i mean they're officially locked in so speaking of captivating yeah this was oh this was absolute just chef's kiss i so i was writing last night and i finished writing shut down my laptop pulled out my phone jumped on the twitter Mm, what did the tweeter say i saw this and i instantly pulled up drive on my phone and opened up the script for this week and was like yeah we're talking about this (laughs) 
uh, hero of the people, Ryan Hartman, who himself has had an incredible year an amazing in Minnesota. Year. Yeah. One of the standout kind of breakout players of the whole, whole campaign. Hands down. Um, had two goals against Edmonton only last night and also um, fought Evander Kane and gave him the finger. Evander got fingered. Uh, for the second time caught on camera in his career. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, Hartman is seen yelling a couple fuck yous on camera and then just gives him the finger. And what's hilarious is the ref is like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> like he goes out to reach his hand and like pull it back in. And Hartman's like, no, it gives it one final wag. Yeah. And he's like, no, it was like a fucking parent is like, oh, you cannot do that on TV. Yeah. <laughs> this is eight year old soccer. You can't do that. <laughs> It was one of the most adorable things I think I've ever seen a hockey referee do. Yeah, it was like, oh, well, that's five grand. All right. Uh, right. Well, actually, um, because of various, you know, stipulations and the whole um, spin the wheel of justice, it, he was fined uh, $4,250. Yeah, $4,250 or otherwise, like what our parents bought their houses for. Well, sorry, friends, you're going to cry now uh, because of that. Um, yeah. I also, making this even better. This is, this is just like uh, frosting on an already tasty cake. Like, think of the best cake you've ever had. <laughs> and then put even better cake on top of it. <laughs> like, Evander Kane's ex-wife or estranged wife. I'm not sure yeah, if they're officially say- divorced yet. It, it's it's real weird it's over um, <laughs> it's romantically no longer involved legally it's confusing yeah anna kane sent ryan hartman 200 dollars <laughs> via venmo for flicking off her husband for flicking off and fighting her husband <laughs> legally legal husband and this i i think i might be getting ahead of myself but I think this is the earth restoring balance to the world, like giving us this, this gem of like beautiful, like I want Ryan Hartman and Anna Kane to start dating uh, and bring, give us what if he's the stepdad? Yeah. What, what if Ryan Hartman becomes the Pete Davidson of the NHL and, and Evander Kane is just like tweeting angry things from the bench. Well, he can only take so many pictures of him with stacks of dollars because he doesn't have any anymore. Yeah, and you know who has dollars? It's Ryan Hartman because people donated enough money to cover his fine and then some. And so no, he will no longer have to sell his 1996 Geo Metro to pay his fine. Uh, he's gonna like he's gonna have extra money, which he has pledged to donate to charity. Yes, which is a very cool thing to do, and um, even doubly cool tip of andrew kane because andrew kane's like yo can i have some of that yeah (laughs) there there will be a no point where evander kane gets a bunch of money sent to him on venmo for something he did they'll be like people will be like no you still owe me money (laughs) yeah he he only gets venmo uh charges you said you send venmo to him but it like gets redirected into his creditors (laughs) (laughs) try to venmo vander kane and it bounces oh All right, folks, that's uh, that's it for us today. Um, if you want to Venmo us, uh, we we could tell you, but we, we don't have one yet. OnlyFans, on the other hand. We got our bush on the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of 
finding people on the internet in various places. You can find us at handsomehockey.com, at Handsome Hockey Podcast on Instagram, at Handsome Hockey on Twitter, or handsomehockeypod at gmail.com. Uh, also on Facebook at Handsome Hockey Facebook page. Thank you, as always, folks, for listening to us ramble on hockey. Uh, I saw a meme recently, and it was like the top seven things that you could that women want men to do while engaging in sex. And number four was start a podcast because <laughs> it's totally original and nobody's got one. And that's uh, <laughs> true. No, I don't know anybody who's got multiple. I know several people with podcasts, but uh, ours is cool. So and we fight them every yeah, time we see them in the streets, like sharks in the jets mm-hmm. um, with l- swords instead of knives. Actually, I have multiple swords. <laughs> I don't. I gosh, I wish I had a sword. That you really strike me as like a Japanese samurai sword. Could you imagine collector. if like somebody came into your house and was like, "Give me all your money," and you're like, uh-uh. "I got, I got sword," <laughs> and you just like unsheathed it, <laughs> and then they just shot you like Indiana Jones. Yeah, no, no, that's not how it works. And just give me this fantasy for like four seconds. All right, well, <laughs> fuck this. Stay handsome, everybody. <laughs> Restez beau, tous les mans. <laughs>